testimonies. You know, we always have a few people give about a two-minute testimony. But I just wanted to share just a few scriptures with you. I'm not going to preach a a full message here today by any means. Just a few few scriptures here and then we'll call uh, different ones up to give the testimonies and... Don't get nervous now. If we didn't call you ahead of time, we're not going to call on you cold on the spot to come up. We we usually give you a notice. So those of you who are going to be giving testimonies, you you know that you're going to be coming up here. But um, uh, we try to get around everybody through the years and give everybody a chance. So if we haven't got to you yet, we'll get to you eventually. We just can't have everybody at once or we'd be here into the afternoon, you know, everybody on the same day. So, But hey, uh, just a couple of things. The power of Thanksgiving. You know there's great power in Thanksgiving. And you need to remember that. And uh, in First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter and the 18th verse, in the Amplified Bible, it'll be up on the screen. Thanksgiving, there's such power in it. It, it actually, if you want to be in the will of God, and I've never met anybody yet that, that believed in God, that didn't want to be in the will of God, if you want to be in the will of God, you're going to have to be a thankful person. Notice in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 in the Amplified Bible, it says this. It says, thank God in everything. It didn't say for everything, but in everything. No matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. For this is the what? The will of God for you. See, if you want to be in the will of God, you're going to have to definitely, one thing you're going to have to be is what? You're going to be thankful. This is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer revealer and mediator of that will. So if you want to be in the will of God, you're going to have to be thankful. And then here's another one. How many of you would like to have the peace of God? You'd like to have the peace. I I think everybody would like to have that. In Philippians, the fourth uh, chapter, the sixth chapter, and seventh verses, again, will be on the screen in the Amplified Bible. It says there, it says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Well, that's good advice, isn't it? But in every circumstance, notice it didn't say, but for every circumstance. It said in every circumstance and in everything. Not for everything, but in everything. By prayer and petition, a definite request. With what? With thanksgiving. Continue to make your wants known to God. Next verse. Notice what it says in the next verse. Verse uh, uh, 7 says, And God's, what? Peace shall be yours. That tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation through Christ, and so fearing nothing from God, and being content with its earthly lot, whatever sort that is. That peace, which transcends all understanding, shall garrison and mount guard over your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So if you want the peace of God, you're going to have to be what? You're going to have to be a thankful person. And then, uh, you know, we all face situations in life. And if you look there at, this was verses 6 and 7. But notice, let's read verses 11 and 12. There's some great things in verses 11 and 12. Paul says here, the Apostle Paul, Not that that I am implying that I was in any personal want, for I have learned, notice I've learned how to be content, or we could say that word content could also be translated thankful. I've learned how to be content or thankful, satisfied to the point where I am not 
disturbed or disquieted in whatever state I am. You know that's a lot easier said than done, isn't it? But and he had to learn that. And we've all have to learn how to be thankful no matter what your lot is in life, no matter what station you are in life, no matter what the situation is. Let's look at the next verse, verse 12. I know how to be abased and live humbly in uh, straightened circumstances, and I know how to enjoy plenty and live in abundance. I have learned in and all circumstances, he learned it, in any and all circumstances, the secret of facing every situation. Whether well-fed or going hungry, having a sufficiency and enough to spare or going without and being in want. And what was the key to, to whatever state he was in? What was the key? It was to be in content or to be what? To be thankful. And it's something you have, to, you have to learn. And then as you study the Bible, you also see provision. How many want to be provided for? I mean, we all want that. Do you ever notice when Jesus fed the multitudes, you know, they didn't have any food? And you ever notice what he did before he fed the multitudes? He, he took, yeah, he took the loaves and the fish of that little boy, remember? And he, what did he do? He broke them and then he gave what? He gave thanks. He gave thanks to the heavenly father. And then there was enough, there was enough to feed everybody. And then, all, and we could look all these scriptures up, but do you ever notice what Jesus did like, for example, if you have a dead situation in your life, do you ever notice what Jesus did before he raised Lazarus from the dead? You ought to read that sometime. One of the things that he did, he did several things. One of the things he did is he gave thanks. He gave thanks. And so, I tell you what, there's great power in thanksgiving. Uh, it'll, 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 it'll cause your needs to be met. Now, there's other things you have to do, all right, but thanksgiving is a big thing. And uh, Jesus, we see him do it, raising the dead. And then how many remembers when Paul and Silas were in the prison in the midnight hour? They did something good and they got thrown in jail for it. And they're in, the, in, the, in, in, in prison, in the worst place of the prison, and they're in chains. Does anybody remember what they did at the midnight hour? What did they do? They gave thanksgiving and they worshiped and they praised God. And, and the other jailers heard them. So it wasn't something they were doing quietly. You know, everybody around there heard them. And, uh, and remember there was an earthquake. And uh, every, all the prisoners' chains were, were loosed. And the, the jailer, who was a, was a heathen, he came in there. And when he saw all that, that, that had gone on, remember he said to Paul and Silas, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to miss hell and make heaven? And, and remember what they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be Saved. Remember that? And the, and the jailer believed on Jesus and so did his whole family and they got saved. And then that jailer went from being the head jailer to he, he became the pastor and they started a church there in Philippi and he became the pastor of that church. And it all went back to Paul and Silas giving thanksgiving and praise in the midst of a bad circumstance. A great church was formed out of it. And then it's not only important to be set free, being thankful, as we saw with Paul and Silas. That's in Acts 16. You can read that sometime. But then it's also important once God does something for you, that you remain thankful for it. You know, that's a big thing, dear friends. When God does something for you, or when anybody does anything for you, to be thankful and to stay thankful. 
And it's interesting, remember, remember the story of the ten lepers, remember? And they came to Jesus and they cried out to him. And, and, and long story short, he, he said, go show yourselves to the priest. Which in the Old Testament, when someone was cleansed of leprosy, they would go show themselves to the priest. And he said, go show yourselves to the priest, which indicated that they were healed. And remember the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. Remember that? And, and there were ten of them that went. That were healed of leprosy. You know what leprosy is, don't you? It eats the skin off your body and it's just terrible. They went, all ten of them got healed. But how many of you remember, of that ten, how many came back to give thanks? How many? Isn't that something? And Jesus marveled and he said, were there not ten that were cleansed? He said, where's the other nine? Isn't that sad when God does something so wonderful for us, even to heal us of leprosy, that we don't take the time to come back and thank Him for it? Isn't that sad? Let's don't be like that nine. Let's don't be like the nine. Let's always be like the one fellow that came back and gave praise and thanksgiving to God. What do you say? That's, and I, you know, I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But I'm convinced that the other nine, I'm convinced they didn't keep their healing. I'm convinced of it. Because if you want to keep what God blesses you with, you're going to have to be thankful and stay thankful. And then in closing here of the remarks I have to make, as I look into the Word of God, you know, a lot of times I've heard people say, well, I don't have anything to be thankful for. Well, usually the people I've heard over the years saying that, they all had food and clothes. You know, if that's all we have, we have something to be thankful for. The Apostle Paul said, In having food and clothing with these, we shall be content or thankful. You know, and every time I've heard somebody say, I don't have nothing to be thankful for, they were breathing. We've got oxygen to be thankful for. Their lungs were working. You know, we can always find something to be thankful for. Oh, I don't have any new shoes. Well, what's the old saying go? You know, you know you're complaining that you don't have any shoes, but look at the other guy who doesn't have any feet. You know, so there's always things to get real thankful for. I know Diane and I, in our life, there's times over the years we've kind of been down and whatnot and didn't understand why this was happening or that happening. And, and we've had a lot of victorious times too. But in those low times, and we all face them, you know, her and I again and again and say, well, Diane, you know, we'll, we'll, we've got this and we've got each other. We've got the Lord. We've got each other. We, you know, we're not wondering if we're going to be able to eat today. You know, there's lots of things to be thankful for. You can find things to be thankful for. Living in this great nation, something to be thankful for. You know, even with all its problems, there's something that's a great, great thing to be thankful for. You know, the Apostle Paul, again and again, we overlook this a lot of times in the Bible, again and again, he thanked, as he wrote those letters, he was thankful for the people in his life. And he wrote, and he th- as he would write the letters to the different people, you know, to Timothy and the different ones in the different churches, he would, he would say, I'm thankful I have one guy, Onesiphorus. He said, I'm thankful for him because he sought me out when I was in, in, in prison and he, he refreshed me. And, and so we, we should be thankful for the people in our lives, our families and, and our children and, and so forth, you know. And then uh, most of all, and at the very top of the list, we should be thankful for Jesus. And the Bible says, the Apostle Paul wrote, and he said, Thanks be to God for his indescribable 
gift. And, and that would be Jesus. And he's indescribable, isn't he? He's in, indescribable. So I could go on and on, but it's, it's not really a day for me to preach today. But I just thought I'd make some remarks that uh, uh, those, were, those were pretty good thoughts, don't you think? Even though, not just because I made them, but right from the Bible, you know. So we need to be thankful. So this being a special service, we've asked several people to come up and give about a two-minute testimony. And so uh, we're going to start off with the young Tristan Collins. Come on, Tristan. She's unmuting it. Did you turn it off? Here, he probably knows how to work it better than you do, honey. These kids know how to work these things better than than us grown-ups, huh? How are you? Good. All right, come over. Come up here where everybody can see you. And you can just stand up here like you're the preacher. Nobody can see him. Well, just step out here a little bit. You can see me through the glass. That's right, exactly. You tell her. Can everybody see him? All right, go ahead. Tell everybody what you're thankful for. I'm thankful for a home, food, clothes, and this earth, and God. That's good. Amen. Very good. Excellent. Yay. Excellent. Very good. And now we're going to have Sophie come. Where is Sophie? Come on, Sophie. Come on up. Come on up here. Come on. You're not nervous, are you? Well, come on. I'll help you with that. You come on up here. Boy, doesn't she look beautiful. My goodness gracious. You're going to do great here. Now, we're going to move you out here a little bit because my Bible's going to block you. Would you like to... I want people to see you. You want to hold that or do you want me to hold it? I'll hold it. Okay. You go ahead and read. And you just take your time. Go ahead. You can do it. Okay. Should I help you? My name is Sophie. And I'm thankful for... Go ahead. A loving mom and dad. Loving mom and dad. A nice family. TV. A dog a day to uh, a dog. A dog. Okay, a dog to play to play with. What's your dog's name? Layla. Layla. All right. Excellent. And then what is what else do you have? And I like going to this. I like going to this. You do. Do you like me? Oh, good. All right. I'm glad. I'm glad you like me. All right. And, and I, I like, like this next. The one. You like the snacks. All right. We, we have, okay? I'm thankful for all the blessings from Jesus. All the blessings from Jesus. Excellent. Didn't she do good? Did she do good? Well, I'm proud of her. Excellent. A plus. Tristan did great. Sophie did great. Boy, excellent, excellent, excellent. A plus. Okay, let's see here. Let's have... Uh, the next person to come is, uh, let's have uh, Victor. Why don't you come on? Victor, Victor Ribold. All right, come on up here, Victor. It's, it's, it's tough to follow kids, I'm telling you. But you can do it. There you go. 
Got it? Yep. Good morning, everybody. As you know, I'm the quiet, not social guy who's sitting in the room. First, I'm thankful for God and country first. My parents for bringing me into the world. My grandparents for raising me to be respectful, amazing work ethic, and and the hands-on to solve problems. I'm thankful for siblings for pushing me out of my bubble to find my soulmate, Jacqueline, who gave me an amazing family with Michael Phoenix and Sydney. I'm thankful for a church that's straightforward about the Bible, for which I've learned more than 20 years as a Catholic, in a church where you are greeted by everyone as a brother. I'm thankful for a reconnection with my dad after five years or so to patch and forgive with issues, which happened after an injury and a trip to the ER. I'm thankful for uh, running vehicles and the, t- and the time, time-consuming work it takes and I'm thankful for our brother that I had to guide me through the work and details of what it, what it took to finish the job. And finally, thankful for all the help we needed in the last few months. It's been rough, but God has pulled us all through the storms. Man, very good, Victor. Excellent. Praise God. It's good to hear what God is doing in other people's lives and, and to hear other people in, in Let them state what they're thankful for. Excellent. Very good. All right. Let us now have uh, uh, Beverly McFarland. Beverly, come on. You come next. How are you today? Oh, good. Excellent. Here you go. There you go. Well, since I am a talker, I'll I'll be careful uh, not to go so long, but... First of all, I'm thankful for Pastor Terry and Pastor Diane and being in this church. I love it. I'm home. And although I'm not here a lot right now because I've been traveling, this is my home church, and I miss you all when I don't see you. I'm thankful for the beautiful trees and the cardinals, and I'm thankful that today that I'm a lot healthier than I was last year. I thank God for his healing because last year at this time I wasn't sure that I would be here this year. I had four instances when I could not breathe, and God intervened. They never did diagnose what happened, so I know that God took care of it like he promised he would. But the most, and I'm also thankful that my grandson got back from his deployment day before yesterday, and he's doing well. This was his second time to be overseas, and when he was over there this time, he couldn't even tell us where he was. So I'm very, very thankful he's home. And then I am thankful for God's word and the scripture that says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And I know that that's what God wanted me to share today, because I bet every one of you in here is believing for somebody that isn't saved. And God is faithful, and he keeps his promises I got to visit with family this year that uh, some of them I haven't seen in 20 years. I have a stepsister that is now saved. I have two half-sisters that are now saved. And I've found that nine cousins have come to the Lord since I talked to them the last time. So keep praying and believing for your family. He's faithful. And I even have friends, too, that have gotten saved. Um. And on a funny note, I accidentally sent a note to my half-sister this week 
I was calling my niece a brat. We were texting back and forth or messaging back and forth. And I accidentally messaged my half-sister, and she thought I was calling her a brat. And I didn't get it. I didn't get it deleted in time. She's been on meth for over 10 years. And a little over a year ago, she got right with God and got off the meth. So when she texted me back, she said, uh, because I had to tell her, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't calling you a brat. That was Miss Sint. And she said, I'm so glad I found the way. And I'm so glad that you've set an example for me. And she said, now I love God. Mm-hmm. That meant more to me than anything that I've heard. And then my stepmother, who has cancer, uh, has gotten saved. But they weren't in church or anything. And I got just two days ago, so I know this was God to share with you. She messaged me and she said, I know you'll be glad to hear that my husband and I are in church and that we're now having a Bible study in our home. Oh, that's great. So I'm thankful, thankful, thankful for the salvation of myself and my loved ones. Keep praying for yours. Amen. Very good. Thank you. Excellent. Praise God. That's very, very good. Very good. And I think... The other day, I accidentally texted Dale and blew him a kiss on the text. I meant to send it to my wife, but has anybody ever done that besides me? So, yeah, huh? Yeah, I know. You, and, you, and you didn't send anything back, which was, that was good. But, but thank you uh, for sharing that. And we, we rejoice with you over your family. Yeah, and, uh, and so... Uh, and that's the thing I want you to take away from her testimony is is her family and loved ones that she kept believing for and trusting God for. And she's never give up and, and God won't give up. And so, so it blesses me to hear people that won't give up on their loved ones and family members. And then years later you find out that, that they got saved. I remember a neighbor of mine years ago, I'd shared the Lord with him many years back and he was just cold as ice on it, didn't want to hear anything. And long story short to one day, he called, this was before cell phones, I was at my mom's house and he, he, he called and he found out I was there and he wanted to talk to me and he said, you better sit down. And, and, and I, so, my goodness, so I sat down, there was a bed right by the so I sat down and he said, I got saved. Isn't that something, isn't that wonderful, you know? And so um, sometimes it's the people that we least think would ever come to the Lord that we stand in faith for them and, and they do, so... So keep believing God. What do you say? So thank you, Beverly. That was very, very good. Let's have Reggie Moore come. Come on, Reggie. How you doing, Reggie? All right. Now, you nervous? Okay. You're going to do great. You'll do fine. Uh, hi, everybody. doing this morning? Can you? Everybody hear me? Um, I want to start by saying um, I've been through a lot in my life. Uh, I want to... Thank God for, you know what I'm saying, sticking by me. And to this day, I want to, you know what I'm saying, give a big thanks to my wife. You know what I'm saying? Uh, she stuck by me um, through all my trials and tribulations with her. And she's been real strong with me. And, like, I really thought I was the strongest person in the world. And she showed me a lot about strength. I want to give uh, a special thanks to my daughter. She keep me on my toes. <laughs> Man, she keeps me on my toes. She she teaches me every day about patience and how, you know what I'm saying, how to keep working and working hard. 
and striving to do better. Uh, a lot of people might not know too much about me. Uh, at a young age, uh, I made a lot of choices in my life, bad, good. Um, but God always been faithful with me. God always been there for me. And uh, he always, uh, he's like, we always, I always talk to the Lord and uh, ask him, you know what I'm saying, what is there for me? And he always shows me. He shows me every day that uh, the family that I'm around are beautiful families. This is a beautiful family here. And I appreciate everything as Mr. Terry. Appreciate Sister Diane. And uh, appreciate a lot of things. And, like, I don't do this too often. I'm not, I'm not able to do this with my family as of right now. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate being here with, with all you families, you beautiful people. And, you know what I'm saying, giving my thanks. And I, I thank the Lord for always being faithful. Amen. Thank you, Reggie. We love you. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Love you, man. Thank you. You're welcome. We, uh, we, we love you and Brittany and your whole family. You're just wonderful people. So excellent. Very good. Excellent. Okay. Uh, very, very good. Let's have Cheryl James. Come on, Cheryl. We're going to have Cheryl come up and give a testimony. Stand right behind the podium there, and I'll give you the microphone. There you go. The important thing is to remember to breathe. Yes, that's very helpful. That's very helpful. Um, I'd kind of like to reiterate that my name is Cheryl James, and you'll understand why I'm thankful for that um, as I tell you this years ago my husband and I decided after 16 years of marriage that we would get a divorce he told me that he didn't want me to keep his last name because he knew that he would marry again and it would be too confusing to have uh, two women with the same name so at that time, I was working at Joyce Meyer Ministry in the call center, and I was helping a caller place her order, and I asked her for her name. I don't remember her first name, but her last name was Michaels. She told me that her parents never really wanted her, so she asked God to give her a new name, and the name he gave her was Michaels which means who is like God. Well, I got so excited. I knew that if God did that for her, he could do that for me. So I asked him to give me a new name. Shortly after that, I woke up one morning and blurted out, James. And I thought, wow, is that the name that he has for me? Later on that day, I went to a Christian bookstore and looked up the, what the name meant. And first of all, it's probably no surprise, but I'm not a leader. I consider myself a follower, and I'm okay with that. Well, when I looked up the name James, it means follower of the Lord. 
And uh, I, I was just so beyond thrilled, especially with what I was going through at the time. So anyway, I, I really wanted confirmation of that, I guess. And I thought, well, if the judge says it's okay when I go to fill my papers out, if he says that I can change my name to James, then I'll know that, that it really was God and it's okay. So um, I went to his office. No questions were asked. The judge signed off on it, and I had a new name. And um, later that night, I was just thinking about what all he had done, and I got in bed to go to sleep, and I always have to read something before I do. I had a stack of books next to my bed that I had gotten at the ministry library, and I just reached over and grabbed one, looked at it, and it was called A Name of Her Own. And... (laughs) I'm telling you, the story was almost identical to what I was going through. And uh, I'm just so thankful that, that he did that for me. He's, uh, he's close to the brokenhearted. He binds up our wounds. He's, um, he's my husband. He's always there when I go home at night. Anytime I have a problem, which I ha- I do have problems all the time, but he always has the answer. And his word also says that he sets the lonely in families. And he's given me this family here, which I'm so thankful for. And then when I know, I know when I go home at night, I've got the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit right there with me. And so I'm just so thankful to him for all that. And thank you for allowing me to share oh, that. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Excellent. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was a real blessing, wasn't it? And I'm so glad she shared that. I did not know that about her. So that's, uh, that's very good to learn and know. And we just rejoice with you. I was thinking about how God would change people's names in the Bible. Remember, Abram became Abraham, Sarai became Sarah, and Jacob became Israel, and then we come on, Cephas became Peter, and then Saul became Paul. Interesting, isn't it? And you know what really blessed me? I was studying about uh, Jacob one time. And, you know, Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, Jacob was a deceiver. Remember that? How many remembers that? And, and every time he would, you know, say, say, say Jacob, he'd be a deceiver. And he was always deceiving people and deceiving, deceiving, deceiving. But one time then, then the Lord Jesus had a wrestling match with him. How many remembers that? Remember that? And they got the angel of the Lord who who was Jesus. I won't get into the theology of it, but it was Jesus making a pre-Bethlehem appearance in the Old Testament. It's called a theophany in, in Scripture. And uh, they had that wrestling match. Does anybody remember that wrestling match? And, 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 and finally, after years of deceiving, he finally was honest with the Lord and he said, I am Jacob, which he was really saying, I'm a deceiver. 
And you know what? Do you know what the Lord did right there? He changed his name and called him Israel, which means Prince of God. Is that wonderful? And, and it's just interesting as you study how God does things. And, and it just blessed me. Called you, or you got the name James, which means follower of the Lord. Isn't that wonderful? And you are a great follower of the Lord. So we, we're just so blessed. And you got the right name. Amen. It's good. Is it, that blessed me. That blessed me. They're all blessing me. Okay. Joyce Cooper. Joyce, come on down. You are the next contestant on the... No, I know you would like that. Yeah, yeah, we'd be right. Well, we love you all. Go ahead. Well, I could make this real easy and say, I'm thankful for my family, because I am. I'm thankful for my health, because I am. I'm thankful that I gainfully employed. I got a roof over my head, plenty to eat, and even though it's usually a squeaker, at least all my bills are paid. <laughs> but that would really be just skimming the surface. Because if I look back over the years, my life's been a, I know most people don't know too much about me, but my life's been a pretty rocky roller coaster most of the time. And I cannot even begin to tell you all the times that God has interceded in my life with just sending the right people at the right time, um, opening doors that were closed. I mean, I... Half the time, how many of you ever ridden a roller coaster and you're going down and you just know you're about to crash into that tree or whatever and then all of a sudden you veer 90 degrees off and go the other way? And inside I can hear God going, didn't see that one coming, did you? You know? (laughs) It's pretty much how my life's been. But for as thankful as I am for all those, I'm also really thankful for the time that God's used me to be that person for somebody else. Just a quick story because it's so fresh. It's been happening in the last few weeks. A coworker of mine, a few weeks ago, just normal day, I walked into her office and she was in the middle of getting off the phone and she was all frustrated and I was just in her office to file some stuff. And she said, I can't believe this. I'm trying to get my husband an appointment at the doctor. And she said, you could tell me it's two weeks before we can even get in. And her husband's one of these, he never goes to the doctor, never complains about anything, stuff like that. And I said, what's wrong? And she starts telling me about what's wrong with his foot. That they don't know if he got bit by something or what, but his ankle's really swollen. It's swelling all the way up. And, and I was like, oh, my. And I don't know where it came from. But I just went, oh, Kelly, you've got to get him in right away. He's got a blood clot. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. But... She took me seriously, and she wound up, this is how God opens doors. She told, took me seriously, and she calls, and she gets a hold of her husband, who then gets a hold of the doctor, and they're trying to explain to him. And he says, I can't see you, but as it turns out, there's a hematologist that's making rounds at the hospital. He's just down here for a few hours. Let me get a hold of him. They got him into there that afternoon. She came in the next morning. And she just busted into tears. And she said, if you hadn't said something, my husband would be dead. He had gone in, and he had not only a massive blood clot, he had 24 blood clots on his lungs. And had, anyway, they put him on this new experimental medicine that her doctor didn't even know anything about. It was this hematologist that knew about it. 
that suddenly opened the doors to things. He's having surgery this Tuesday. But even that hematologist said, I don't know why I'm looking at a person that's alive. You should be dead. And it just made me, we don't even know when we're that person for somebody else. But I know those words didn't come from me. I have no idea why I said that when I said it. I have no idea. That's God's miracle. God opened doors. <laughs> there was just happened to be the right yeah. doctor at the right time. It just God uses us in amazing ways. Yeah. And, as, and as, as, as thankful as I am for what God has done in my life, I'm just as thankful that I've been able to be that messenger for him in the other way, too. Yeah. And I'm also thankful for this church family. You guys are amazing. But I have to tell you especially, I'm extremely thankful for you. Oh, thank you. I've been looking for a church for years. And I've been to a lot of churches. And I've been to an amazing amount who will tell you what they think you want to hear. And all I was doing was trying to find out what does God really want? What is God's word? And that's all I've been seeking for is for somebody who will tell me what God's word is. So I really do believe that he sent us here for a reason. And every time you stand up here and you go, you guys still love me? And you think you're you're hurting our feelings? (laughs) And inside I'm laughing going, yes, you're an answered prayer. Well, thank you. And it's because I know that you take your job as God's messenger serious enough because you know that you're going to be held accountable yourself if you send people in the wrong direction. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I trust that, and I trust God that he sent me here for a reason. Amen. And I thank you for that. Well, thank you. That blesses me more than I can say. And I've got one other thing I'm really thankful for, and then I'll... (laughs) Go ahead. I've been praying for almost a year now for truth, whether it's in our world, in in our... all around The world is just full of lies. I mean, the devil is having his way. But what I've been trying to pray for more than anything is for people of truth to to let the light shine, to let truth come out. So I know I've been hearing a lot of people around me say they don't want to watch the news anymore. They can't stand what's being. I love the fact that truth is finally starting to come out, that there are brave men and women who are coming up and are actually starting to unveil the truth. And I know it seems overwhelming, and it is, but we've been surrounded by evil for a long time. And what we do with this truth will be up to us. But at least we won't be able to turn around and say we didn't know. And for that, I'm thankful. Amen. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you, Joyce. Thank you. And uh, that blesses me so much. Thank you very much. And uh, the Holy Spirit used you to save that guy's life because that was by the Spirit of God that you gave him that direct that direction. And so, uh, and uh, one of the greatest things that I think anybody is ever thankful for is being used by God to help somebody else. And that's uh, that's just a great feeling, isn't it? Just nothing like it. So. We, we appreciate that. That's excellent. All of these, aren't all these just so good? All these testimonies are very, very good. And so, now I think that I have everybody that uh, we had on the uh, list here, except I've asked my wife to come and give a brief testimony, and then we'll have the communion service, and then we'll, 
will uh, conclude. So come right ahead, honey. God is so good, isn't he? Yes. <clears throat> First thing I want to thank God for is that I got saved. God picked me up out of just quicksand, quicksand of, of everything bad that could be. He pulled me up out of that and made me a new, totally different creation, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, this morning as we were singing, I got messed up on several of the songs because I was, as a worship leader, you've got to be thinking about worshiping God, but you've got to be thinking about where you are in the song. <laughs> and I just got so distracted with God's goodness that I forgot where I was. <laughs> so I ask you to forgive me for that. But I also want to thank God for my husband. I, I was married before, and I had the worst husband you could imagine. <laughs> And now I have the best husband you could imagine. He is awesome. He's wonderful. He's thoughtful. He's caring. Uh, He's always looking out for me. Um, He's just wonderful. And I appreciate you so much for um, uh, taking care of yourself. I thank God that he takes care of himself. Um, As a married couple, you want your husband, you want your spouse to be around for years and years and years. And uh, when a spouse doesn't take care of themselves, you know that they're looking at diabetes and cancer and heart disease and everything that goes with that that is normal now in the United States. And he loved me enough to take care of himself. And I thank God for that because I didn't want to put him in the grave early. (laughs) So I'm thankful to God that you do that. (laughs) I'm also thankful to God... uh, for healing, um, for probably five or six or I don't know how many years, I had to go every three months to get a steroid shot in my back because I had such severe back pain. And I haven't gotten a steroid shot since December 27th of last year. And I'm very thankful. Last week I was out because my back hurt, but it was I just pulled it or something. But um, I am very thankful to God for that, that he... Uh, has moved in my back, and like I said, I haven't gotten a shot since for almost a year, and I had to get them every three months. I'm also thankful for church members that care about each other. Um, I am so unbelievably blessed when I see a church member who's in need and I see other church members ministering to that person. I can't tell you how much that blesses me. Um, And I'm thankful to God for that. It shows me that the church members who do that are living out the gospel and that they're truly his disciples. And then one other thing, this is a longer thing. Um, I want to thank God for what he's doing in my family. Um, Our daughter uh, hadn't talked to us or had anything to do with us much in about, 14, 15, 16 years, I'd have to figure it out. And um, she lived in the subdivision over here, but she wouldn't let anybody tell us where she lived. I mean, she lived, you know, three blocks from her house. And uh, every once in a while, I would see my granddaughter walking home from Rockwood Summit, and I'd stop, and I'd I'd say, you want to get in the car? You want to come home? You want to talk? You know, yeah, 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 but, you you know, you can't know where I live, do you know? (laughs) And so 
it's really hard, you know, when you have a daughter that doesn't talk to you for that long. And uh, we always prayed, we always prayed, believe God. And then um, one night I was leaving music practice here, and I always turn right. hundred percent of the time I turn right when I leave here. And I just felt in my heart, you know, you need to turn left. I mean, I didn't feel like it was God, I just turned left. And then I turned left again, and, um, of course, a mother, you figure out where your daughter lives. You know, I kind of knew where she lived. And there were fire trucks and ambulances and police cars and everything at her house. So I called and, um, you know, called my son to find out, you know, what was going on at my daughter's house. And uh, it turned out that our granddaughter, who was 14 or 15 at the time, uh, basically had stopped breathing. She was unresponsive and eventually had stopped breathing. And so uh, they had taken her to the hospital and then they life flighted her to Cardinal Glennon. But because I turned left and turned left and saw that, we were able to pray and call the prayer lifelines to pray and bind up death away from her and speak life into her body. And she uh, lived. And what had happened is, um, well, she... Prior to that, and we didn't know about that, she uh, was found in the subdivision over here wandering in the middle of the night, uh, and she didn't know what was going on or where she was or anything. It turned out they had diagnosed her at that time with type 1 diabetes, and nobody knew it, and her blood sugar was so high she didn't know what was going on. So um, that was an instance where she could have died, and then this thing a few months later was an instance she could have died, and uh, she's had lots of things go on in the, since then that she could have died. And we've always prayed that God would keep her alive until she would change, that her heart would change toward God and that she would repent. And so the last thing that happened was about a month ago, she was about dead again. She's 22 years old now. She was about dead again and uh God just moved in a mighty way, and um, she's in the hospital now. And uh, for the first time ever, she has started asking questions about God. She has read the um, Mercy Ministries book, Addicted, and she enjoyed it. And she asked for the next book. And that is an awesome, mighty miracle of God. If you knew how many times that she almost died. Um, God is working in her life, and, and just as, as Beverly said, just as an encouragement, God cares about your family. And if you hold them up in prayer, God is working in your family. And people can be stubborn and hard-headed and hard-hearted, and uh, sometimes it takes a while for them to soften up. But you just keep, you just keep going because God is working, and I thank God for that. And I know that she's going to... Come come to the Lord. Yeah. And I thank God for that. And that's what I'm thankful for, for those things. Amen. Very good. Excellent. Very good. These were great testimonies, weren't they? And, and uh, I'm so thankful for, for God. And I'm thankful for my wife and my family. And, and the kiss I blew to Dale, I take it back and I blow it, <laughs> blow it to you. And Sorry, Dale. And... Uh, but uh, 
And I'm so thankful for a great wife, just the best wife. Growing up, I was so concerned about who I was going to marry and would she be beautiful and would she love me and all that. And boy, I got, I got, God really gave me the best. So I tell you, I'm just, just so grateful for you. And, and huh? Yes, and I'm grateful for all of you. You're just such wonderful people. And it's an honor for me to be your pastor. So we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, you're just good, good, good people. And it's an honor to be your pastor. So we love you very, very much. Hey, we're going to go ahead and receive uh, communion now. So our ushers are going to go ahead and pass the communion out. And uh, while uh, they're doing that, I'll just uh, uh, turn here. I think it's uh, 1 Corinthians. Um, Help me find it here. I don't have it marked. 1 Corinthians, um, where Paul uh, says, I received. I'll just read that for you. Here it's in 1 Corinthians 11. Verse uh, 